Hud one, hud two, it's time to go. We come through on fourth and inches, and we'll stop until we scope. Had the game ahead, locked and put it in the figure four. We ain't worried about a hater, baby, we just build and grow. The Joe and Joey show, football, b-ball fights, pick a topic like Khabib on his run. Yeah, they tried but couldn't stop us. Watch us, yeah, we rockin' hot as Puerto Rico, we the wave. Go on and place your bets, check the over-under, we the fade. Yeah. It's no debate, we the greatest, but we debating your favorites. Greater raising points of discussion, then we push it. Feeling like Michael Jordan with the Bulls. Feeling like I'm about to raise KG with the Timber Bulls. I'm getting pulled in all kinds of directions. To the game, yeah, you know that that's the best one. So just watch or just listen to the guys. Tune in to the show. Joe and Joey on the ride. What's up, everybody? Podcast episode 35. We just watched the AFC NFC championship games. And I hate to say I told you guys so, but we told you so. Um, we had, well, I had, I know you wanted the Ravens and the Lions, but we came to a consensus that the objective pick was the Chiefs and the 49ers. And that came from to fruition and if you guys watched our reels we told you that the referee that was assigned for the Chiefs and Ravens game Sean Smith calls 70% more penalties on the home team compared to the away team and he wasn't far off that number he was at 64% in this game he called three penalties for the Chiefs and eight for the Ravens which totaled 95 yards for the Ravens and only 30 yards for the Chiefs. The Chiefs got one penalty call in the second half, and they got two penalty calls, or one penalty call in the first in the second half. So two in the first, one in the second. It, it's crazy. I, I mean, I don't want to believe in the conspiracy theory, but it, it was so obvious, right? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? It was. I mean, it, I don't think it was the, the main factor that decided the game, you know, because Baltimore turned the ball over three times, kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit. Yeah. But I agree. It was it was pretty obvious, you know, what, what the goal was for the NFL. I mean, at the end of the day, it is a business. So, you know, they're going to try and get Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey back, you know, into the Super Bowl. You know, they had that shot on the Instagram of them basically making out with each other. Yeah, it, it, to me, it's so blatantly obvious that the NFL did everything in their power for the Chiefs to win this game. Like we discussed, and we try to warn all of our followers that they picked the ref that favors the away team at like a 70% clip, which is insane. And then they're showing Taylor Swift every other timeout in the game. Yep. And guys, at the end of the day, you you have to follow the money, right? You have to follow the money trail. What is the biggest Super Bowl that Roger Goodell could make? It's the 49ers, the only big market team left in the NFL. Mm -hmm. All of California is going to be rooting for the 49ers. And then Taylor Swift. I mean, it was so obvious to me that the Chiefs were going to win this game. They just broke a viewership record in a divisional playoff game in NFL history. So imagine every single divisional NFL playoff game played in the history of the NFL, and they shattered that record. 50 million views. I mean, it was so obvious that the Chiefs were going to win this game and they were going to put Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. And like you were saying, dude, in the NFL's account, 
they posted a picture of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift making out. I mean, it's a joke. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 unfortunate to see, but at the same time, like the Ravens did, you know, kind of. I don't want to say. I mean, I guess they did kind of choke. Lamar didn't play well. You Lamar know, Z- didn't play well. Nope. Zay fumbled the ball there in the end zone. Looked like they were going to make it a game at the end, get that touchdown, then they fumble. So it was like, and then a strip strip sack on Lamar and a bad interception and a triple coverage. It was like, it's they had plenty of chances to at least you know yep. keep themselves in the game, but at at yeah, the man. end of the day, Chiefs Chiefs have been there and done that, man. Like Mahomes is. That's like his fifth or sixth AFC championship in a row. Yeah, and Mahomes played a great football game, dude. 30 of 39, 241 in a touchdown, 91 QBR, 100 passer rating. I mean, that just goes to show you that Patrick Mahomes is the GOAT, and he's well on his way. Uh, I think if he wins this Super Bowl, I mean, you can make an argument that he's the best quarterback of all time. Definitely will pass Montana up even though Montana would have one Super Bowl, mm-hmm. he definitely passed Montana up. And then, you know, it's him and Brady. And I honestly, I would put Mahomes ahead of Tom Brady if he wins this Super Bowl. I mean, he's been to six AFC championships to start his career. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're just, like, going from a pure talent standpoint, I think uh, Mahomes, Mahomes is, like, an overall better player, but... I don't know if I'm ready to put him above Tom Brady just from like a winning standpoint, you know, what Tom Brady's done. But you know why I put him above Tom Brady? It's because Tom Brady wasn't great to start his career. It took him like three years. Mahomes was great on day one. The guy was great. On day one, six AFC championships. I mean, that that's incredible, dude. And, you know, the guy's got, I mean, if he wins the Super Bowl, which I think he's going to win the Super Bowl this year. He's going to have three rings, you know, out of six tries. I mean, that's incredible, dude. I mean, the guy still has 10 to 15 more years to play. Tom Brady went through a stretch of 10 years where he didn't win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Or he didn't even, you know. So, to me, if Mahomes wins this Super Bowl against this loaded 49ers team, I mean, he just beat a stacked Ravens team. He's beaten, like, elite quarterbacks. He's beaten Lamar Jackson. He's beaten uh, Josh Allen, right? Tua? I mean, no, two is not elite, but... (laughs) (laughs) But that's a good win. I mean, you know, the Dolphins fell apart at the end of the season there, but, you know, the Dolphins were expected to make a deep playoff run, and they handled them pretty soundly. To me, Mahomes, with him, like, I think his mental is what propels him to the very next level because, obviously, he's physically talented. He's got a rocket arm. You know, he, he sees stuff at the line of scrimmage. He's making adjustments, but I think... With Mahomes is he's he's like shameless. If he screws up, he's not gonna psych himself out and and you know lose confidence and kind of shit the bed type of thing. Mm-hmm. I think he's able to kind of you know stay the course and just finish games out. I think that's and I heard him talking about like studying Tom Brady, like he's he can adapt. Like obviously that that Tyree Kill team, their first their first Super Bowl was a different. They played a different style. It was a different offense. Yep. And now, and Tom Brady did that when they won with Sony, they became a power run team and more like play action, stuff like that. So this, it looks different for the Chiefs. So that's, that's what's impressive to me with Mahomes is they like reinvented their offense. It's not the same offense with Tyreek. It's it's completely different. Rashi Rice is the number one receiver. Nobody knew who that was. 
Rookie. Going into this year. Rookie. Yeah. Yeah, rookie, older Travis Kelsey. I mean, his wide receivers are whatever. Pacheco's, like, starting to become, like, a, you know, a top 10 running back. Just the system he's playing in, so. And think about that. That that just shows how great Mahomes is. This was a down year for the Chiefs. The Chiefs weren't even supposed to be in the AFC Championship. A lot of people had them losing in the divisional round. Yep. I mean, so... That's how great Mahomes is. That that's how you judge the great quarterbacks, bro. It doesn't matter if they have to go on the road. I mean, this guy, he just wins, bro. The only two players that beat him is Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. That's it. Yeah. And I honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, now that we're, you know, on the last game of the season, I I think honestly the Chiefs were so bored in the regular season. Like yeah, that's dude. why they struggled a little bit. And then boom, they flipped the switch mm-hmm. in the playoffs, and it's the same. It's like like nothing's ever changed. The same old Chiefs. Yeah, man. And, you know, a lot of their struggles in the beginning of the year was their receivers were dropping passes. You know, Kelsey was nicked up in the beginning of the season. And then they had the Taylor Swift drama mm-hmm. that, you know, came to play. But, you know, that's what great teams do. I mean, Andy Reid is a legendary head coach. Patrick Mahomes is going to go down top two quarterback, probably the best quarterback of all time. You know, and then their their coaching staff is just, it's top-notch. I mean, they got Steve Spagnuolo on defense. They leaned on the defense most of the year, and, you know, the trend hasn't gone away with their defense. I mean, the defense is still elite, you know, top-10 defense in the NFL. I mean, Spagnola is such a good defensive coordinator for the Chiefs. This guy beat the undefeated Patriots with the Giants. Yeah. I mean, th- this is an elite coaching staff. They have everything, bro. They got the best tight end, the best quarterback, one of the best defensive minds ever, best head coach. I mean, this the roster has, you know, even if they don't have like talent, like the best talent mm-hmm. on like, you know, the outside with their wide receivers and running back, they have, you know, the best quarterback and coach combination. And I mean, that goes to show you, I mean, look at Tom Brady and Bill Belichick that carried the Patriots for 20 years. Yep. I mean, I don't see that, you know, I don't see that stopping the Chiefs anytime soon. I mean, they got the best. So Yeah, they. I think Andy Reid is so underrated too, man, because he's, like, these guys that you see making plays, They all these guys were drafted, like the corner, McDuffie, mm-hmm. Sneed. I mean, like, the defensive linemen, those, those guys, they rebuilt the offensive line when they lost to the, the Tampa Bay, Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, and Mahomes was running for his life. They rebuilt the offensive line that offseason. And mm-hmm. one offseason was completely rebuilt, and they went back to the Super Bowl. So, you know, not maybe right now. I think Burrow might have went the, the following year. But they got back and won, and it looks like they're going to win again. I mean, they're underdogs, which to me is insane. But I I like them over the 49ers, I think. Yep. But uh, let's let's just circle back to, you know, AFC champion. We're still on the AFC championship topic. We talked about the Chiefs and how great they are and how great Patrick Mahomes is. And, you know, the drama we can discuss after we talk about the players and the teams, you know, if we think the game was fixed or, you know, whatnot. But let's talk about the Ravens. Let's talk about Lamar Jackson. You know, it's a big loss for Lamar. Um, He hadn't really, you know, proven that his style of play transitions to the playoffs. And, you know, he had everything going for him, home field. Great head coach, great defense. You know, they, they got a you know, warm-up round with a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback. And, you know, this could have been their best shot to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, you're playing a, 
the Chiefs in a down year, pretty much. This mm. was this is supposed to be a down year for the Chiefs. Yep. So uh, I think this is a big hit uh, to Lamar Jackson and his legacy, honestly, because you know his playoff record. It's not the greatest, and he went 20 of 37 for 272 yards, a touchdown and a pick, 42 quarterback rating, 75 pass rating. That's not going to get it done. Um, Had a fumble, too. Yeah, fumbled, threw a pick into triple coverage, you know, mm-hmm. with the game on the line. That was, that was awful. Yeah. So likely, I mean, that was pretty bad. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you think this hurts Lamar Jackson's legacy? I mean, to this point, to this, to this point. point, obviously, yeah, yeah, it does. Um, I agree. You know, Vegas had him as, as a maybe not a heavy favorite, but they were, you know, minus four and a yeah, half. They closed at four and a half. I mean, that's that's big. Yeah. And they they have guys, you know, like they they're they're kind of built the same way the Chiefs are. But I think Lamar, I didn't. Well, number one, I didn't like the game plan that the Ravens came out. They they kind of put the ball in Lamar's hands and basically said, go be Superman which is not what they were doing all year. Um, they were, they, I had, I thought they were going to come out and establish the run, like what Harbaugh usually likes to do, yep. what his brother did in that, that national championship game. But they, to me, they just gave up on the run way too early. Like they didn't establish Gus Bus on the ground. Mm-hmm. I thought they could have pounded KC a little bit and then, you know, do the play action off of that. But I, I didn't like the Ravens game plan. I think, Lamar is not he th- that game plan is not a winning game plan to me that's like hero ball yeah and honestly I think the only person that can that can pull that off is Mahomes and and they don't really even do that with Mahomes um they established the run with Pacheco and stuff like that so yeah to me I don't blame it all on Lamar I thought the game plan and the play calling was a little um inconsistent to what they're usually doing but the turnovers, I mean, two two bad turnovers, a fumble and an interception. That's yeah, it's definitely staining his legacy right now. Man, the Ravens, it's like they weren't even ready to play in this game, man. I, yeah. You're watching I'm watching the 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 pre the the pregame, right? The warm-ups and oh, the Ravens are walking in the locker room, joking, having a good time. And then you see Travis Kelsey walk into the building, bro. This guy's straight business, bro. He's not smiling. Mm-hmm. And the Ravens, you know, all year they they played bully ball on people. Like they bullied people all year. And the pregame warmups, like the Chiefs, they weren't they weren't effing around, man. Like Travis Kelsey's like throwing Justin Tucker's balls out of the way and saying, "Yo, get the fuck out of the way, bro!" Like I'm trying yeah. to warm up and shit. And you know, in the pregame, they're like, you know, they're they're barking at him and mm-hmm. they're talking shit. And you know, they started the fight. Like the the Chiefs went in there and just bullied the bullies. Yeah, I mean that's what I saw in that game. So yeah, I mean what do you? I mean I, they weren't ready to play, and that falls on the quarterback and the head coach. Man, they they just weren't ready to play, and you could tell that the Chiefs' experience, um, them going to six AFC championships, three Super Bowls in the last six years. I mean that to me that really showed. And and the final score was low. I I thought the defense came out ready. You know I know. Um, but the they Chiefs. but but before you go, I mean, the Chiefs came out ready to go, man. They scored on the first drive. They weren't they weren't fucking around. Yeah, I think that's normal for the Chiefs. They've been doing that all playoffs. They've gone out and established, you know, they first I think Baltimore went three and out, um, and then the Chiefs went right down and scored. I think that was a huge yeah man went psychological right down. momentum yeah. type thing. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, I, I agree with with what you're saying. Um, it's I think the blame is to go. I think the defense at, they settled in after that first touchdown drive by the Chiefs. I think they ended up holding them to like 17 or 20 points. Yeah, it was 17 um, to 10 final score. So I mean, the defense did all. You, you held Patrick Mahomes under 20 points in the playoffs. There's nothing else you can do. To me, it it was on the offense. I think the offense, the turnovers cost them this game. Bro, the Chiefs didn't even score in the second half of the game, man. Mm -mm. They had 17 at half, and the Ravens could only put up... And the Ravens only put up three points in the second half. That's bad. Yeah. That's bad. Because, I mean, the defense, I agree with you. For the Ravens, it it wasn't so much the defense that played bad. It was the offense. Because they did their job in the second half. They didn't give up, you know, one point. But the offense couldn't get it going, so... It was it was it was, it was funky to me because I I mean we've watched the Ravens all year and I've watched you know from start to finish how the Ravens play and Odell is a starting receiver on that team and then today he doesn't come in the game until the fourth quarter like he doesn't even get a a target till the fourth quarter I thought that was odd yeah he's not prime Odell anymore but he's still he's a guy that's won a Super Bowl and he's a he once was an elite player. I thought they should have got him more involved, but and they panicked, man. You know the Ravens are a running team, and they they didn't even run the ball. They like mm-hmm. abandoned the run. It's like when the Chiefs scored, they panicked, and then they turned into like the freaking you know Dan Marino Miami Dolphins, just chucking the ball every single play. And right, you know Lamar. I mean the the Chiefs have good corners, and then you're playing to their strength with you know the two solid corners and Chris Jones getting to the passer. I mean. Yeah, and Chris Jones is a phenomenal player, man, but he's he's not like 350 pounds. He's not a He's big, bro. Chris Jones is a big he's ass dude. He's big, <laughs> but he's not a nose tackle, bro. You have for the Chief, when you're playing the Chiefs, you have to try and run the ball. You cannot throw the ball and and try and score quickly. You have to try and run the ball and yep. keep Mahomes and Kelsey off the field as much as possible. You mm-hmm. have to try and and get your defense rest, which Honestly, they didn't even need the rest. The Ravens have an elite defense, but they needed to try and control the the time of possession a little bit. Yep. And that would have took so much pressure off of Lamar, man, just establishing the run. And and I'm surprised because Harbaugh, that's that's what they do. They run the ball. They have a stable of backs, like maybe even get Dalvin Cook some touches, but I don't yep. know, man. They To me, they just... Like you said, they panicked a little bit and they were pressing the whole game. It just looked like they were never settling into that game offensively. Yep. If I'm the Ravens, um, I'm running it back next year, obviously, because they made it to the AFC Championship game with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Um, You know, they beat really solid teams in the regular season, so they have the talent. They just need to, you know, clean up a little things, you know, maybe get some receivers too because – they don't have the greatest receivers. Mm-hmm. Maybe get a, a running back. I mean, they. I don't think they should keep continuing the J.K. Dobbins experiment because they want him to be the running back, but he can't stay healthy. Yep. So they need to get, you know, another running back because Justice Hill and Gus Bus, I mean, it's Whatever. it's not enough. And when you don't have a running back that you need to feed, I mean, it's easy to abandon the the run game, right? So I think they need to get another receiver because Bateman and Odell, I mean, they don't even really use them anymore. Aguilar, I think they need another receiver and a running back, and the defense is solid enough, so just run it back with that. Yeah, they they need to invest. They need to put as many pieces around Lamar as possible. Um, Because they got a championship team. I mean, that team should have won the Super Bowl this year. 
Yeah, they they should have. They were the favorite, and they they kind of shot themselves in the foot with the turnovers. I'd maybe go after a power back like Derrick Henry. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's a free agent. I'd look there, and I I'd break I'd break the bank this year. I'd I'd whip out the checkbook, try and get like maybe Mike Evans or Michael Pittman, mm-hmm. a big receiver for Lamar. Um, Cause they never really gave Lamar a number one receiver, man. Like Zay Flowers was a rookie this year. He's a, he's a he's a good solid receiver. Yeah, but he's like he's like a slot. Like he's like five eight, five yeah. seven. He's not he's not a big body possession receiver. Yeah, it, the to, in my opinion, the reason they lost this game is, you know, you can't have Lamar Jackson throwing the ball thirty seven times. I know mm-hmm. he's a good quarterback, but that's not his strength, man. You you need to do like some RPOs and get him running like that's what he does. He can't just sit back there in the pocket, bro. Like yeah. that's not how you're gonna win. And they only ran the ball 16 times. I mean, their average this year was probably like 25, 30 times, and they only ran it 16. I mean, the offensive coordinator Todd Munkin he pretty much failed uh, the offense today for sure. He failed Lamar Jackson. I mean, it was surprising, it's not even like man. you're down. It's not even like they were down by like. 20 points where they had to pass the ball 40 times with Lamar Jackson. They're down by seven points. It's all mental, man. I think when people play Mahomes, they they feel like they have to like like go in a shootout with him instead of just playing their game. And it, it can I mean, I understand it can be overwhelming. You got to go toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes, but like you had the guys to to establish the run and and do what you do. They they switched up their their formula. What got them there? was not Lamar throwing the ball 40 times a game mm-hmm. and trying to be like, you know, Mahomes or Josh Allen. That's not what they do. So I, I think they panicked, and it is what it is. They're out, and yep. Chiefs are moving on. Agreed, man. Um, but just in closing, for the AFC Championship game, um, you know, on our reels, if you guys watched our Instagram, uh, YouTube, TikTok, we had the Ravens and the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I mean, not the Ravens, the Chiefs and the 49ers in the Super Bowl, excuse me. And last week, we got all the divisional games right, too, so we've been pretty hot as of late. But um, just in closing uh, for the AFC Championship game, we said that the NFL wanted the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and it's obvious that that was the case. Just look at the NFL's Instagram. But, you know, we were, you know, before the game, we were talking that the referee that the NFL hired for this game favored the away team. But honestly, after watching that game, I, I can't even say that the referee won the game for the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Ravens, honestly. Mm-hmm. They just beat them straight up. They, they beat them everywhere. They beat them in the mental warfare. They got them to change their strategy. I mean, that was just a total, like, bully job. Yeah, man, and the Ravens beat themselves. Like, the, the thing, I see a lot of comments on Twitter about the Chiefs, like, the Chiefs don't have to play a perfect game to beat you, but you damn near have to play a perfect game to beat the Chiefs because yeah, they've been there and done that. And if if you're not on your A game, if you're if you're turning the ball over three times and the Chiefs turn it over zero times, yeah, it's almost lose. guaranteed you're gonna lose. Yep. Let's transition to the NFC championship game. Heartbreaker for the Lions. I mean, they were up twenty four to seven at halftime, seventeen point lead, blew the lead. Uh, final score, 34-31. 49ers are advancing to the Super Bowl. Lions cover the spread, though. So, yep. um, But give me your thoughts on the game. Um, obviously, the Lions played an amazing first half. Um, 49ers looked terrible. Looked like they're 
about to get routed, but you know, at halftime they made the adjustments, credit to them, and they came out with the win and they're going to the Super Bowl. But give me your thoughts on the game. I think um, Detroit obviously had an outstanding first half, but they kind of, in the second half, left the door open a little bit for the the 49ers. Um, I understand, you know, analytics and all this stuff saying, oh, you should go for it if it's fourth and five or fourth and four. But I I think the Lions, they, and Dan Campbell, he he's already admitted it. Like, he regret, he regrets the decision. And it's easy to judge when it doesn't work when you don't get it on fourth down. They had a they failed a couple fourth downs in that game. I think yeah. they failed like three of them, but two of them were um, for points. No, but there was two of them that Reynolds dropped, bro. Like so, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's hard to say if that lost them the game because if Reynolds catches those fourth down passes, who knows if they don't score on that drive? So I don't know. That's kind of what got them to the dance, but. It, it, so it's hard, in my opinion, to blame the head coach, but continue your thought on that. Yeah, that's that's where I was going with it. It's especially when that's what's got you there. I, I understand the aggressiveness. I, I me personally, I would have taken the points, but I'm not an NFL head coach. Dan Campbell's obviously a really good one. But I think when you're on the road and you're playing a juggernaut in the 49ers, you got to take the points, man. You can't assume that you know, your defense is going to hold against when you know your defense is not that on that kind of level. So I wish they would have taken the points. I think they established the run with Montgomery and Gibbs. Gibbs had that fumble, which, you know, probably was the turning point in the whole game. But I think but I'm, played well. I'm opposite uh, on that. I'm opposite on that because Dan Campbell, I mean, the Lions, they never been to a, They never won a Super Bowl. And they hadn't been to the playoffs in like 20 years. And, you know, don't abandon what got you to where you are. And if you're going to beat a team like the 49ers in San Francisco, you got to go for the jugular, man. You got to you gotta knock that team out, bro. Yeah. You, you can't be playing conservative because in overtime, who knows? They might have lost in overtime anyway. So, like, I respect it. Um, that's what got them there, man, the aggressiveness. You know, players like that. They respect that. And to me... The Lions weren't supposed to be here, man. Yeah. So agreed. Why not? I mean, you're playing. You're favored to lose by seven. You're playing in San Francisco. No one's giving you a shot. So I, I can't even blame it on Dan Campbell, dude. Honestly, you could have you could have blamed that game on so many other people, man. Jameer Gibbs fumbled. Josh Reynolds drops two fourth down conversions, man. I, I I can't even blame Dan Campbell on that, honestly, dude. Yeah. I can't because he's the reason why they're there, to be honest. like Yeah, that's just me splitting hairs and nitpicking. I'm not saying that's what cost them the game, but I think it's a learning experience for Dan Campbell. I think, you know, they they got a taste of what it's like to be in the NFC Championship. And, and the 49ers, they just played well in the second half. I mean, they did what they were supposed to do. McCaffrey started getting off. Debo was playing well. George Kittle played well the whole game. Ayuk look like a superstar in the second half. Mm -hmm. So I think the talent just ultimately took over for the 49ers like it was supposed to. Brock Purdy was was getting some first downs with his legs, you know, moving the chain. So and the defense is elite, man. Those two linebackers, yeah. Fred Warner, mm -hmm. Dre Greenlaw. Um they just did they they did what they were expected to do to do, but it sucks. I wanted the Lions to 
Yeah, everybody, everybody wanted the Lions to win, man. But if I'm the Lions going forward, uh, you know, I'm bringing it back and I'm building the defense, right? Yeah. Their their weakest spot on the whole team was the cornerback position. Um, their corners they get torched by number one receivers. They give up like the most yards to number one receivers. So I'm gonna look to improve in the secondary. Maybe buff up the linebacker core a little bit. They're good in the trenches. O line, D line, they're very good. Yep. That's why they're they made it to the NFC Championship. They got a top three offensive line. Got a really underrated, solid defensive line. One of the best up and coming edge rushers in Aiden Hutchinson. So, uh, just you know, improving the secondary. Hopefully, they can hit in the draft, sign some free agents, and you know they'll be back, man. You know, Dan Campbell's he's a great head coach, and Jared Goff has proven. I mean, wherever he goes, he he's a winner, man. And he he played really good in the first half, and. He had some good stats, so I mean, yeah, I would just look to improve on the defense, man, and they could be back in the same position, honestly. Oh yeah, man, the the future is super bright for the Lions. They they have a young core. I mean, McCaffrey, he's you know we were talking about it, you know, during the game. He's probably only got two or three yep. elite more years. You know, Brock Purdy's young. Debo's Debo's not um, like super young, but they've and that's that's another thing too. I think the Lions like. C.J. Gardner, whatever his name is, he was trying to... C.J. Gardner-Johnson, yeah. Yeah, he was trying to get in Debo's head a little bit and doing that cheap shot on that penalty, but the Niners have been... They're like the Chiefs, almost. They've been there and done that. They've been in the Super Bowl. Yep. They've been in NFC Championship games. That, you know, trying to get in their heads is not going to work. Um, but they pulled out all the stops. I agree with you. I think they should beef up the secondary. Um, yep. They need, a, like, a, a number one corner, like you said. Uh, and then I don't know, man, like receiving, I think like the Reynolds guy dropping a few passes, they need to get Jameson Williams involved a lot more yeah. in this offense. It's been tough, man. Cause he's been out for like two years, he's injured and then he's gambling. So, I mean, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, this off season, he can stay clean and stay injury free and they just integrate him more in there because he's, he's explosive, man. Nick Saban always said he's one of the best receivers he's ever coached. So yeah, they need to get him involved. He was, yep. he was healthy this year. They just kind of, I guess, saved him for this game. They didn't really need him or use him until up, up until now. But I think the NFC, honestly, I think Detroit has the brightest future because None of their guys are old. This and, is a young yeah. team. And the NFC's weak, too, dude. Honestly, it's not yeah. like the AFC where all the great quarterbacks are in the AFC. The NFC's weak, man. doesn't have the quarterback talent the NFC does. You know, Lions have a top three offensive line, two running backs. And Amon Ron, Jameson Williams, and Laporta, I mean, their offense is great, dude. Just improve on the defense a little bit and you'll be right be back. back, man, for sure. And who knows? You, you might even get the the one seed next year. Yeah, man. Let's uh let's transition to the Super Bowl now. First look. Yep. San Francisco's favored by one and a half. I Can't mean, believe that. That's kind of wild in my opinion. That's like recency bias, I think, is what that is. Because yeah. they played last. But to me, it's like the Chiefs last couple of wins, right? Against top tier quarterbacks, bro, Lamar and Josh Allen. And even the win they had today was way more impressive than the 49ers had today, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And the Ravens are a better team than the Lions, for yeah. me, in my opinion. And they just went into Baltimore, and they beat that team down. Yeah. So that was a much better win, in my opinion. And plus, they won the Super Bowl last year, and I don't understand that line at all, dude, honestly. Try to 
Explain that to me. I don't. I don't understand that one and a half. That's I'm crazy. with you. I, I have no <laughs> clue. I thought. Um, the I mean, we were discussing, be, dude. Like it was like four. It would three be like or four. four and a half. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't get it, man. I'm, <laughs> I mean, the only the only thing I can think of is like I said, the recency bias. We just saw the 49ers dominate in the second half against like a up and coming Lions team, but like you just said, the the Chiefs just went into Baltimore and and bullied the bully. Baltimore was, I'm pretty sure, was the Super Bowl favorite. They were the favorite in Vegas to win. They yeah. had the best odds. Crazy. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I can't make any sense of that. Um, I do think um, it'll be close. I don't think it's going to be one one or two points, but I think it'll be like three or four. Um, but I, I think the Chiefs will win again, man. I, I mean, if like Patrick Mahomes versus Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy's a good, solid NFL player, in my opinion, but I just think the Chiefs, they they know what they're doing. Patrick Mahomes is unshakable. Brock Purdy can have some, you know, fluky plays sometimes, yep. a little inconsistent. Um, and I, it's a quarterback league, so I got to go with the Chiefs. You know what's crazy, man? When I watch the Kansas City Chiefs, I never feel like they're in danger, bro. Like, if I'm a fan of the Chiefs, like, I never feel like, oh, my God, they're going to lose this game or this game is on the edge. Man, with the with the Niners, the last two weeks, they've been in full panic mode. Yeah. Like, they almost lost to at home. They almost lost to the Packers and almost lost to the Lions. Yep. The, both those teams got out to great leads, and, you know, those, those quarterbacks aren't near the caliber of Patrick Mahomes. Right. So I, I don't understand the line at all plus the Niners aren't going to be at home right I mean I I would have thought the Chiefs would have been favored by four and a half five and a half the one and a half is crazy I don't I don't understand that line at all yeah I would I would imagine that you know as the week goes on as the weeks go on I mean Kansas City is going to be the favorite I, I just I don't see how San Francisco closes at one and a half and you know what I was talking about like the Chiefs even in that game I watched today, they were in control the entire game. Mm-hmm. Like, I never felt like they were going to blow the lead at all. Yeah. So uh, when, by the time of kickoff of the Super Bowl, I, I can almost guarantee the Chiefs are going to be the favorite. All the money is going to come in on Kansas City. Yeah, I'm sure. You, you may even see it move before then because it's two weeks from now. Um, and like you were saying, the, the Niners have been suspect in the first half. The Chiefs, their strength is they come out and hit you in the mouth, boom, right away on the first drive. Mm-hmm. They score a touchdown. So, you know, Mahomes is going to make sure that he puts the pressure on right away. And the, like you said, the Chiefs aren't a team where you can just let them get up 14, 14 to 3 or like 24-7 at halftime like it was today. If that happens, the, the Niners are cooked. Dude, and the Chiefs' defense is much better than the Lions' defense. Man, we just saw it today. Yep. Like, I, I see, I can see this game getting away from the Niners, man. I could see Brock Purdy really struggling in this Me game. Me too. I, bro, I, I, would, I would buy or lay some points. Like, I would go, like, Chiefs minus seven, honestly. Yeah. I will say that, um, you know, Purdy struggles in the elements, and the Super Bowl is going to be in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he doesn't have to worry about rain or the elements or anything because it's in a dome. So, you know, that helps um, the 49ers and Brock Purdy. Uh, you would imagine that on a track field like that and, you know, on AstroTurf and a closed dome, the Niners are even more dangerous. 
with the speed and, you know, the weapons and the talent that they have. But to me, I feel like the Chiefs defense, they can hold them in check. Yeah. So I, I can see Purdy struggling, but, you know, Purdy's the X factor, man. And he's going to have to play a near perfect game for them to win. Like no turnovers, a couple touchdowns. But it's going to be hard, man. You know, the Lions ate up the 49ers defense today. Laporta went off. The receivers went off. And I can see Kelsey having a monster game. Rasheed Rice having a monster game. And see Pacheco, man, he was getting the Lions running backs. Montgomery and Gibbs ran for over 100. They were gashing um, the 49ers uh, defense. So I I just see trouble for the 49ers. I don't know how they're going to win this game. Yeah, I think... Um, I think the 49ers are, are elite in covering the middle of the field where Kelsey likes to be. Um, I think this is going to be a Pacheco Super Bowl and a Rashi Rice Super Bowl. Laporta ate him up today, though. Yeah. He had a good game, bro. He had like eight catches. So let me check how many catches he had. He had nine for 97. Huge game. Yeah. Goff was dealing, too. Um, but yeah, the 49ers, I think their defense can hopefully, I mean, you got the first thing you got to do is double team Kelsey. You can't let Kelsey go 11 for 11 and have a touchdown and 130 yards. I would double team and make the, make, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling and yeah. Justin Watson. Make those guys beat you, man. I can live with that. It's, yeah, man. It's going to be on the corners. They have to do that. Um, Pacheco is going to have a good game. Mahomes is going to be able to run. I think the the matchup I want to see is the 49ers offense versus the Chiefs defense. I think the Chiefs defense, their game plan is to make you dink and dunk down the field and earn every yep. yard. They don't give up big plays. Um, but I think that's that's what San Francisco does well. So maybe that's why they're favoring San Fran. But you know, Shanahan, he loves to dink and dunk. That's his thing. You know, methodically move the ball down the field. And I think they'll have success. So, um, I, but I don't understand the line, but I can see San Fran having success against this Chiefs defense, maybe even more so than the Ravens did today, just because of their the style that they play. And you know, Shanahan, he's not going to reinvent mm-hmm. the wheel. He's not going to... Mm-hmm change how he calls the plays like the Ravens did today. It's going to be McCaffrey, Debo, and Ayuk, and Kittle, and all those guys. So I, I think it'll be a good Super Bowl. I think San Fran will be able to score. But I think Mahomes is going to be too much for that that defense. Yeah, we and we saw this playbook. I mean, the defense was you know, pretty similar. And you can even argue now that on paper, the 49ers defense is even better than it was when they went to the Super Bowl, dude. They got more pieces now. Yeah. But it, it's not it's not the same caliber, which is kind of weird because that defense in uh, 2020, 2021, when they faced each other in the Super Bowl was elite also. Yeah. So uh, I will say this about the Niners too. They're not going to beat themselves like the Ravens did today. They're not going to turn the ball over three times. You might get a strip sack on Purdy here and there, but um, you know you got Big Trent Williams over there mm-hmm. protecting Purdy's blind side. They've got some maulers on their offensive line. Um, they got that UM kid from Davy Feliciano. He's like 350 pounds. I I think the Niners will surprise people and they'll play well, um, but that defense is going to have to try and figure out how to turn the ball over 
you know, get yeah. Mahomes to turn the ball over. But it'll be a good Super Bowl, man, for sure. That's such a fishy snake line, bro. It's like they're begging you to just hammer Kansas City, dude. Yeah. Like they're begging you, bro. Because I don't know, man. The NFL's been so weaselly this year, I feel like. I feel like this year more than any other year, it's been the the referees have been awful this year, bro. And it, it's yep. like it was so blatant this year. I mean, we watched that Dolphin game on Monday night when they played uh, the Eagles. Bro, it was like 12 penalties to zero. Yeah. Which is, which is crazy, dude. Um, the refs have been... This is probably the worst year I've ever watched football that, you know, the referees have been. I mean, they've been awful this year, dude. Yeah. Um, But going back to the line, that, that line... I got on a tangent there, but that line is so weird, bro. Like... It, why would they set the line like that? Why why would they make a team that has a last pick in the draft quarterback a one and a half point favorite over the greatest quarterback of all time that has two Super Bowls, you know, been to three, been to six AFC championship games, and and any fan that watched both those games would have favored Kansas City in this game. So I don't know why the NFL would favor San Francisco. That's just weird in my opinion. It's like yeah. they want you to pick Kansas City. I mean, so what does that line tell you? Because there's no way on a neutral field that they think San Francisco is a point and a half better. After what I saw the last two weeks, I mean, that's weird. Yeah, I think... I don't know if it's if they're trying to get you to pick one way or the other or if it's their, their simulations and their, you know their AI technology that gives them these numbers. But I will say, I think San Fran has the weapons. Like I said earlier, they're not going to beat themselves. They don't have a rookie in Zay Flowers that's going to fumble the ball. Debo and Ayuk are going to be stout with the ball. George Kittle is going to block. He's going to, you know, get open, get get production. I don't know, man. They Let me ask you a question. Is this 49ers team better than the Eagles team last year. In my opinion, no. The Eagles team last year that went to the Super Bowl was better. Mm, they were tough. elite last year, bro. The Eagles were elite. Yep. Everybody had them winning the Super Bowl last year. There's I when I look at that team last year, that Eagles team, I mean, that team was I mean, they destroyed the 49ers and you can debate Brock Purdy played in Philadelphia that they would have won. I don't think so. I think the Eagles still would have won that game. Jalen Hurts was MVP Jalen Hurts. A.J. Brown, you know, elite offense, defensive line. The secondary was didn't suck like it did this year. I think that Eagles team last year was better than the Niners team this year. And Patrick Mahomes beat that team. I think it's close, man. I mean, I know I know Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Purdy. I just think the Niners have an identity and have been to the Super Bowl before with this kind of same core, um, you know, Debo and those guys. Kittle, um, and the defense. I just think I I can't explain the line, but I I can understand why they think it's going to be close. I wouldn't say one and a half. I would say like three and a half, four. But it'll be a good game, man. I I think I think we'll be surprised. But I will say the Niners do have to get out to a strong start. They can't oh, yeah. fall behind like like how they've been doing in these first halves. If they play the same game they played today, they're not going to win. There's no yeah. way. Yeah, and I think they're 
they just believe in Shanahan and what he does. And, and you know, he's almost stubborn to a point of how he calls the plays. He's going to yep. do his, his thing no matter what. But I'd say, I'll say the Niners are slightly better than this Eagles team just because... The Eagles team from last year. Yeah. Just because they've been together a little bit longer. Uh, I think McCaffrey is obviously the best running back in the NFL. Um, they they have a similar line. They're built they're built kind of the same way. I just think the e, the Niners are better on the front seven with like Fred Warner and Greenlaw and and those guys. And I think the Niners have a little bit better pass rush too. Yeah, I mean that line makes me want to take San Francisco because all the money is going to be on the Chiefs. The Chiefs. But I, I, at the end of the day, right, it's a quarterback league, bro. Quarterbacks, the best quarterback wins. It doesn't matter how good the team is. And to a certain extent, it does, but usually it doesn't matter. The best quarterback wins. I mean, we saw that last year. That Eagles team last year was, they didn't have a weakness last year. They had a better roster than the Chiefs did last year, and it didn't matter. Patrick Mahomes won on a hurt ankle last year. Yep. Remember he's battling that ankle the whole playoffs last year and didn't matter, still won. Yep. Now you're getting a healthy Patrick Mahomes, right, with a motivated Travis Kelsey. So I mean, I, I, I that's so weird, man. Because when I see a line like that, the NFL is like trying to tell you something. But uh, like the line makes me want to take San Francisco, but but I can't take. Brock Purdy over Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that that's just nuts, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't care how good the San Francisco 49ers are. I almost saw Jordan Love uh, beat Brock Purdy. I almost saw Jared Goff beat Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. And that this is in San Francisco. Yep. Which is wild, dude. Like, I I mean, I saw some games this year where, where Brock Purdy looked really bad, dude. Like, I saw the Vikings beat uh, the Niners this year. They went on, like, that little three-game losing... I saw an injured Joe Burrow beat this team, dude. Like, so I mean, to me, I don't know, man. They don't look like dominant. The Forty ers mm-hmm. in the first like five games of the season, they did, but after that, they don't. They they don't look dominant to me. Yeah, they look beatable, and the Chiefs look dominant. Yeah, I mean, Jordan, a rookie, basically a rookie Jordan Love, first year starting, he almost went in there and beat them. Yeah. Jared Goff almost went in there. I mean, he should have arguably, arguably beat them today. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. I I hope for the sake of the Super Bowl as, as a fan watching it that it's close. But honestly, man, I think it'll be close um, throughout the game, and then the Chiefs will kind of pull away in the second half. Um, I can see that, yeah. But I think Purdy, I think Purdy is capable. I'm not saying he's going to, but he's capable – of not turning the ball over and playing well and yep. being efficient. For sure, yeah. Um, and I think it, it's it's possible that he does do that. And who knows, you know, an off day by Mahomes, you know, he's not a robot. He's not going to be perfect all the time. Maybe San Francisco can dial up some pressure and get some turnovers on the Chiefs and and win the game. But what's the over-under in that game? I saw the line came out. Let me see what the over-under is. 47 and a half. Mm. So so if you if you cut that in half, that's is that like pretty much 20 24. Yeah, like 
they're thinking 24 23 um yeah the line's already moved it's it was at one and a half now it's at one yeah i'm telling you i i, I would honestly think by close the chiefs will be favored by like four and a half wow you think that much i think all the money money's gonna come in on kansas city for sure yeah i'd say like maybe like two and a half or three yeah. Four and a half is a lot. That's like a heavy, almost like a heavy favorite. But right now they basically have it as a pick 'em. Yeah. I mean, early, early predictions, uh, two weeks out. I'm gonna go Kansas City. Mm, 30 27. 30 27. I'll go KC. Um 27. To 20. 27-20. Okay. That's our way too early predictions. All right, last segment. Trending topics. Rank these breakfast foods blindly. Okay. Okay. Love breakfast. Bagels. I'm not a big bagel person. You're not a bagel guy? I used to be. Maybe it's because we used to be growing up in school. Getting a bagel every Dude, morning. I, would, I was always, I would always get a bagel with cream cheese in the morning. So good with the propels. <laughs> yeah, that was the go-to. Yeah. I'll put. We're doing five, right? Of course. I'll I'll put bagels at number four. Number four. Okay. Yep. Waffles. Love me some waffles. I'll go. Not a big sugar person anymore. I'll go waffles at like number three. Number three. Okay. Yep. Oatmeal. I have a man. I I used to love oatmeal. I'm not really a big oatmeal person anymore, but I can still eat it. I'll put oatmeal at. Did I put four? Did I do four yet? Yeah, you had a uh, waffles three, bagels four. Oh man, I'm gonna have to go oatmeal number five. Number five, last two. Donuts. Mm, don't. This is all sugary food. I'll, I'll put donuts at number two. Number I two. still love donuts. Number one is. Breakfast sandwich. Yeah, breakfast sandwich number one. I got that one right. So you'd rank that list like that? No, I wouldn't. I'd I'd put um probably switch it up a little bit. I'd put donuts probably at like three. Um I think I could I'd take a waffle over a donut, so I'll put waffle at two. So breakfast sandwich, waffle, donut, um and then oatmeal and bagels. Yeah. Bagels then oatmeal. No, I'd I'd put oatmeal oatmeal last. Yeah, I'd yeah. I'd probably go oatmeal, put some brown sugar or something in it. And I feel then like bagel. oatmeal is very overrated, dude. Honestly, probably because you eat it all the time. Yeah, that's not something you can have like all the time, in my opinion. Yeah, it oatmeal gets old. Yeah. It's it's healthy though, right? Yeah. Oats. My my list is probably similar to yours. I'd probably go breakfast sandwich, waffles, bagels, donut, oatmeal. Probably what yeah, because breakfast sandwich you can. That can vary. You can put egg, bacon, sausage, like whatever you want. All right. I got one more for you. All right. So rank these legendary rappers blindly. Okay. Okay. This is going to be hard. Eminem. Wow. And remember, these are legendary rappers. Okay. Eminem, I'm going to go. The only slight I have on Eminem is he maybe doesn't necessarily have like dance songs like club songs it's Mm -hmm. more like motivational like in the gym type 
music, mm -hmm. which obviously we love. So I'll put them at number two. Damn, number two? Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. Shout out Eminem at the Lions game today, too. Yeah. I wish they would have got that. Maybe dub. that was the Eminem curse today because he flicked the, the 49ers fans off and then he gave him the double middle finger, Eminem. And after that, 49ers just went on a roll. Uh, counting his chickens too early, man. Yep. Uh, Kanye West. Mm, wow. I uh, like Ye's music, dude. Kanye West got some good music, in my opinion. He does, man, and he's a producer too. He makes his own music. He, you know, he produces other people's music. Which now we're in the the podcast game. We understand how hard that is. But this is just like rappers, like songs, just stuff. like lyrics and. Yep. Okay, I'll put. Damn, that's I don't know if I could put Eminem over Kanye. I'm gonna put, but I will. Eh. Your list is already messed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna put. Man, I'll put Kanye at number three. At number three? Okay. Yep, because I know probably number one's going to be somebody crazy. You got you got three more. Drake. Drake, for me, um, I think he goes at number one. Um, you know, a little bit of recency bias. He's from our generation. We kind of saw the start and we'll see the finish of his, mm -hmm. of his music career. Um, that's why I put him at number one. I think, you know, he's really talented, can sing, can rap. Um, and has club songs like you can listen to his songs like in a party environment yep. at the gym in the car wherever so that's why I like J Drake at number one alright two more Lil Wayne mm. yeah my list kind of messed up <laughs> your list gonna be really messed up after the last one I'll put Wayne at four if I knew he was gonna be on here he would not be at four Man. but yeah, it's gonna be a four. terrible list last one is Tupac <laughs> damn Legendary rappers, bro. That was that's a hard one. Yeah. But how would you rank that if you didn't have to do it blindly? So you got Lil Wayne, Drake, Kanye, Tupac, Eminem. Wow. Okay. That's tough. Yeah, that's man, that's so tough. For me, I would probably put Pac at one. Mm -hmm. In my opinion. I love Tupac. His music's great. You know, kind of was guidance for all the rappers coming up. I love Pac at one. I don't know if you'd put Pac at one, but Yeah, I would for sure. Tupac. Yep. Then after that, man, I'd probably go yay, bro. I'd probably go Kanye too, dude. Are we are we saying like music or rapping? Like actually rapping? Like everything in one, like the rap music. Like, okay. Yeah. You go Kanye too? I'd probably go Kanye too, dude. Yours is probably different, but I, I like Kanye's music, so I'd probably go Kanye too. Okay. What would you do? Me, I would probably go... I go Wayne at two. I think Wayne is like in, to me one of the best rappers ever. Okay. Um, just when we were growing up, so I like Wayne at two. I'm going Drake at three. Yeah. Where, where you going, Drake three? Mm, yeah, I'll go Drake three slightly over okay. Kanye. And then I'm going. Man, this might be controversial, but I'm going Eminem at four. I'm going Wayne at five, bro. Wow. Okay. I think Eminem's. Um, I think he has a little bit more like longevity than Wayne, and I think Eminem's peak was a little bit better than Eminem's. I mean, than uh, Lil Wayne's. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. Yeah. So I, for me, it's between what Kanye and Eminem. Eminem. As far as man, I don't know if I could put. That's tough. I 
I'll go Eminem at four, Kanye at five. I don't love it, but I agree. I think Eminem, you know, I think the the whole the the movie helped him too. Like Eight Mile, his story, like and like those songs that he actually had in the movie to me is like that Eight Mile soundtrack was really good though. Yeah, I can't even lie, bro. That shit was really good. That shit was super dope, man. Yeah, so bro. it's like. I don't know. I feel like that helps, and that's maybe why I propel Eminem up there. But I just think Ye has he's he probably has a little bit more like you know club songs and and rap songs. But Eminem's just super motivational. So I just like Kanye stuff, dude, and his music's still good to the day today. Yeah, Eminem's music's not really like good anymore. Yeah, like it was like it had its time, but Kanye West is you know he was good in 2010, and he's good in 2024. Yeah. Eminem didn't have that longevity. Right. I feel like Lil Wayne didn't have that either, bro. He didn't have the longevity. He kind of peaked for like four or five years, and like that was it. Yeah, but his no, it was longer than that, bro. It was like it was probably like ten years. No, like Wayne? the Carter, like the Carter two, and the Carter three, like the Carter four and five weren't that good, bro. Yeah, but he had all those. Opinion. He had all those mixtapes, yeah. like uh, No Ceilings. Um, I'm going blank right now, but he had a ton of a ton of mixtapes. Lil Wayne's like the mixtape king. There was a point in time when rappers would release a song mm. and Lil Wayne would free, um, remix it, and the remix was actually better than the original song. Yeah, that's man. how good Wayne was. That's true. I really like Wayne's uh, No Ceilings, bro. That mixtape he had, bro, that was really good. That's like the best mixtape of all time. Yeah, that was super good. And I think, real quick, I think on Pac, I think Pac for me is number one just because of what, not only what he was saying, he might not of rhymed everything like he wasn't the best lyricist but like the emphasis and like the soul he would say it with it was like it was super powerful and he was you know he died at like 26 i think he was like 26 years old so everything he accomplished was from like 18 to 25 and he the he spoke about like stuff you're seeing today like like lines like oh we we got we got money for wars, but can't feed the poor. He was like super deep about what he was actually rapping about. Yeah. So I, for me, and that's controversial. A lot of people won't have Pac at one, but I think Pac is definitely. Yeah, Pac was like telling a story. He wasn't like rapping just a rap. Yeah. So there's there's levels. Yep. But I mean, objectively, it. it I don't know. The Drake and Kanye is pretty hard for me because Drake, bro, that guy's just hit after hit after hit after right. hit, bro. Like, talk about like. You know, uh, if you're being objective and it's like this guy's been relevant since like 2009 yeah. and it's 2024 and feels like every year he's got a number one song every single year. Yeah. So, so it's like, like almost impossible to not put him it's at just, like it's one just or two. preference, honestly. But yeah. You got That's, any for me or we're going to wrap it up? Yeah, I got some for you. Um, this is really difficult. Um, so really try to imagine. Oh, man. Every possible option, okay? All right. All right. So rank these actresses blindly. Actresses. Okay. Actresses. Females. Got gotcha. you. Females. All right. These, these lovely ladies. All right, shoot. I got Beautiful this. women. Let's and go. It, and it could be, you could rank them however you want, like as far as like beauty or actual like acting. So, so however you want. So what rank these uh, actresses blindly? Yeah, but it okay. could be if you just buy, if you think they're hot or if they're good actresses. All right, start over. Say rank these legendary, or not legendary, rank these actresses. All right, rank these actresses blindly. Okay, go ahead. 
First one, Angelina Jolie. Man. This is just acting? Or like, what is this? Let's let's say this. Rank these. Well, that's just how good they look or how they act. Yeah, how good they look. How good they look? All yeah. right. So rank rank these women. Yeah. Okay. All right. Angelina Jolie. All right, let's say it like this. Rank these actresses beauty blindly. Who do you think looks the best? All right. Oh, this is like, okay, how they yeah. look. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Number one, Angelina Jolie. Man. You know, right now, Angelina Jolie, she's she's going through a rough patch. I'm going to be respectful. But, you know, in her prime, man, yes, Angelina Jolie was, man, she looked good. That's what I mean, like in their prime, like I, in their best. I day. don't know who you're gonna give me next, so I'm gonna put her at number three. Okay. Next one is Halle Berry. Man, I love Halle Berry, dude. I saw the the John Wick movie. It was a John Wick three with Halle Berry, and she had the dogs. Dude, she was badass in that movie. Yeah. And I love me some Halle Berry, man. Ah, oh, it's tough. I'm gonna put Halle Berry at number two, man. I like I like me some Halle Berry. Okay. Next one, Scarlett Johansson. Number one, bro. I love Scarlett, Scar Joe, bro. That's my girl, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, I think she was like... I got, I got Scarlett Joe at number one. Yeah, I sure. think she came out at like the most beautiful actress ever or something like that. One of them, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, next one, Mila Kunis. I like Mila Kunis, but I got to put her at number five. I feel like you're going to give me somebody good at four. Yep, somebody really good. Last one's Anne Hathaway. Oh, I would have put Anne Hathaway at five and then Mila Kunis at four. But my, I think my list is pretty solid, bro. Like Scarlett Joe, Halle Berry, Angelina Jolie. And then I would switch my last two. So I'd put uh, Mila Kunis four and Anne Hathaway five. Yeah. Sure. yeah. I'm pretty similar. I'd probably go Scarlett number one, yeah. Halle Berry number two. And then it gets tough there. Um, I'd probably... Man, I don't know. Man, Angelina Jolie in her prime, Mister and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, for sure. And she, she has like good, that. Dude. She looked good, and she was like kind of badass too. So. Yeah, bro. She was. Yeah. Yeah, but Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis to me looks like like a girl. Yeah. Halle, I mean, and and um, I'm drawing a blank. What the hell's her name? Angelina Jolie, bro. She's that's a woman, bro. Yeah. That there's a difference there. I know what you're saying. Mila Kunis like the cute schoolgirl, but. Angelina Jolie's a woman, bro. That's yeah. I get you. <laughs> and Anne Hathaway, she's you know she's a beautiful woman. Has some great movies, but yeah, yeah, she's all right. Yeah, I like that list. Yep. Any more? We're gonna close it out. No, that's all I got this time. Alrighty, guys. Thank you guys for watching episode thirty-five of the Joe and Joey Show. As always, guys, please follow us on our Spotify, Apple Music, and follow us on our YouTube channel, Instagram, TikTok. We post daily clips and shorts every single day if you guys were following us and you saw our instagram clips you saw that we were right two weeks in a row in the playoffs six for six, six, for six. swept that and we had the conspiracy theory going so tap in with us guys tap in with us man and we're gonna be doing some giveaways soon too man yeah we you got know, to for our for our one year um podcast anniversary we're gonna be doing a, a nice little giveaway so yes, be on sir. the lookout for that but all right, guys, we'll see you on episode 36. Have a good one. Take care. Take care, guys.